0: Hello, colleagues, and welcome to another Five for Friday episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Remember, we've been beginning with shout outs, so today's shout out goes to Steve Mileto. Steve left this review Excellent show, practical ideas, useful content, wonderful guests, makes me think. Love the show with Todd Whitaker. I am a subscriber and look forward to each show. Keep up the wonderful work. Steve, thanks for the great review. And I want to point out that Steve is the host of the podcast, Teaching, Leading, Learning K-12, which is an incredibly fun and eclectic podcast that you can find on Apple, Spotify, and Steve's website at stephenmoletto.com. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day, we have a chance to grow. Every day, we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email and virtual programs I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of May 29th through June 2nd, 2023. I'm going to completely go out of order today and just work through the overall theme, which was about solving problems. In today's episode, we'll touch on the six dimensions of organizations, the role of leadership, change processes, and an example of identifying root problems. This episode will tie together several of my key conceptual frameworks in more detail than the emails did. So be ready for a meaty episode that begins at 40,000 feet, but takes us right down to ground level. The whole week was inspired by a training I did last week with a group of nonprofit leaders, and we worked through an example of the process of identifying problems and landed in a slightly unexpected space. So i'll share what happened at the end of this episode so please stay with me the first part of actually being able to identify problems is understanding the nature of organizations and organizations are incredibly complex but if we get lost in that complexity it's hard to act so i've tried to simplify what an organization is by bringing it down to six dimensions in the framework that i refer to as the six dimensions of organizations Those six dimensions are people, purpose, structures, and resources. And those are the four dimensions that operate together within the organization. And when we talk about having an aligned organization, we're talking about an organization where the purpose is consistent with the work that people are focused on doing, the structures in the organization, which include the physical structures, but also policy structures and rules and things like that. Those structures support the work that people are doing, and then the resources are allocated in such a way that they support the work that people are doing. So that's an aligned organization. The other two dimensions of organizations are external forces, which can help to align or misalign organizations, and then internal forces, which we can think of as culture, and culture in large part is influenced by the degree of alignment within the organization, or in this case, within the school. So understanding that there are these six dimensions, understanding that with people, purpose, structures, and resources, ideally what we want is an aligned organization. So when we talk about supporting, growing, and caring for teachers— that growing and caring happens within that dimension of people, right? That's specifically contained in there. But when we talk about supporting teachers, what we're really talking about is bringing alignment to the organization so that the things that we are asking teachers to do are the things that are most closely related to their work, are the things that are going to help them to grow, to increase their knowledge and their skills, and then have that impact on kids. Now, one of the challenges is that organizations in their complexity are almost always misaligned in some way. Either the purpose isn't clear or there are multiple purposes at work that make it difficult for teachers to figure out what they're supposed to be focusing on. The structures don't align. So example, we're asking teachers to do all kinds of differentiated instruction, but they have 20 minutes in their day to plan lessons. That's a structural misalignment, or we have resources that are misallocated. And so when we talk about supporting teachers, what we're really saying is that leaders need to work on aligning the organization that's where the support is. The support is in creating an aligned organization. And how do we do that? We do that through the change process. Regular listeners will remember my story about Kelly, the assistant principal who was overwhelmed with discipline problems, who had seven discipline referrals at 10 o'clock in the morning in her elementary school. But of those seven referrals, five of them were really more about the teacher than about the student. So I'll touch Kelly's, I'll use Kelly's situation as an example as we work through here. So when we're talking about misalignment, we're looking at the system there that is responsible for preventing Kelly from getting into the classrooms. Remember, she's caught in the urgent zone. She can't get in the classrooms to work with those teachers because she's got so many referrals. So there's a structural element that's going on there that's making it really difficult for her to be able to get in those classrooms and so when we think about leadership we're thinking about kelly's situation we're also thinking about those teachers right because if the tool i have to manage my classroom right now is referring kids to the assistant principal that's not great for me as a teacher so we want to help that teacher grow in her practice and enjoy and have a bigger impact with kids but we've got to create structures in a school that allow our assistant principal to get out of her office and into that classroom to work with that teacher. So that's how this kind of feeds in with the six dimensions. The next framework I want to look at is the principles of strategic leadership. So strategic leadership has four principles, people, purpose, problems, and progress. The most important principle is around people, right? That's our work, helping to support, grow, and care for our teachers and people in the school. But to get to the people, to be able to focus on that, we need to create better alignment within our school. And so that means that we're engaging in change processes to deal with the issues that prevent us from or inhibit us from working with people. So strategic leadership is really about change and about the change process. So when we look again at those principles, when we talk about purpose, what we're talking about is tackling the issues that are most relevant and most related to teacher development. When we talk about problems, we're talking about digging below the symptoms, right? The symptom is that Kelly can't get out of her office because she's got referrals. But what's really happening? What's the problem? Why is that happening? Because we cannot address that issue until we understand what the problem is. And then progress means that we look for quick wins. We want immediate change. It may be incremental and that's fine because what we're trying to do is just make things a little bit better immediately and then repeat those cycles over time. Now, there's a structured process for creating change called strategic action cycles or SACs. They have four parts, but the most challenging work comes not in executing change, but in identifying the root cause of the issue, which we call the problem. The basic process consists of generating as many ideas as possible about the causes of the issue and then analyzing each of those causes and looking for patterns that emerge from the analysis of all those causes. So you can imagine doing a little sun with issue in the center and then building out your rays and doing that traditional brainstorming of all the things that are related to the issue and taking each one of those things in and really interrogating it and breaking it down and asking some critical questions. And then when we've got all of that stuff, now we start to look for patterns that are going to emerge. So this podcast is not a training about SACs, but I want you to be able to think about the process and what that might look like with a group of people. Because here's what happened in the training that I mentioned at the top of the show. So we were working on the SAC problem identification process. As an example, we looked at morning routines because in the previous trainings, One of the things I'd worked with with this group of nonprofit leaders was establishing a healthy morning routine because like you, dear educator, nonprofit leaders are not very good at taking care of themselves. And so part of the leadership development process with these folks was helping them to build morning routines that were healthy, where they did something for their body and something for their mind. And so we walked through and people set their morning routines. They set goals and we came back a week later and it was an epic fail because almost nobody was able to sustain their morning routine for more than a day or two. So we thought this would be a great thing to focus on in terms of a strategic action cycle. Why? What's the root problem for not being able to follow your morning routine? And of course it's going to be different for different people. And as with anything that's complex, there could be multiple real problems to address. But we started playing with this idea. And so we put together our little sunburst and came up with a multitude of ideas of why we weren't able to execute our morning routine. And among those were that we're tired, that there was um, not a willingness to allocate the time, that we're going to bed late, that we had a bad nighttime routine, that we were thinking about all the emails that were coming in, we were distracted, we had leftover work, we had physical issues, our diet was bad, we weren't eating breakfast, we had no coffee. So all of these things were thrown out as possible causes. And when we started to disentangle or to interrogate the causes, then we found some really interesting things. So I'm just going to focus on one, which was being tired. And through that process, here are the things that came out. We're tired because we're under stress. We don't sleep. We're up at 3 a.m. trying to solve issues. We have dreams. We have dreams because we're watching TV, because our faces are in front of screens, and that's bad for sleep. And we're getting to bed too late, maybe because of watching TV or because of that stress, maybe because we're decide that we need to do our planning for the next day or planning for the next week. And then this idea about watching TV to shut down came up. And when that was put out on the table, a whole bunch of people nodded. So why are we watching TV? We're watching TV to shut down. Why do we need to shut down? Because It's the way that we stop our brains from thinking about work. But then what happens when we turn the TV off and we go to bed, we've had our face in front of a screen and now we wake up at 3am and what are we thinking about? We're thinking about work. And so one of the things that begins to emerge as a theme in this whole idea of not being able to follow a morning routine is that one of the root causes is we don't know how to shut down from our work. And so we're using really ineffective strategies to treat the symptom that is distracting ourselves that are actually counterproductive to getting a good night's sleep. And getting a good night's sleep is a prerequisite for getting up and having the energy and the focus to carry out your morning routine. So I thought this was just a great example because it hits us on personal levels, but it also shows us how Treating symptoms doesn't necessarily lead us to the place where we're actually making a difference on our problems. So, here's the big takeaway in many cases, if we're going to focus our leadership on growing people, then we need to invest in aligning the structures and the resources of our school. And to do that, we need to correctly figure out and understand why the misalignment is there because we can't take the right steps in ending the misalignment if we don't understand why it's there. Okay. I hope on the big conceptual level that the 40,000 foot view that this all made sense. And I hope you feel like we ended up on the ground and that we took a real world problem and at least gave an example of how we would dissect that and then what that might mean for us. Because the best way or the most important step in developing a better morning routine could actually be learning to shut your brain off when you leave your school. And I think that's something worth thinking about. Okay, that's this week's Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Thank you so much for including me on your journey. I look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday when we feature me. It's been a while since I did a solo episode. And honestly, I haven't quite decided on the topic, but it will be something interesting. So stay tuned. And before you go, or as you go, please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. Rating the show helps others find it. On Apple Podcasts, where about 80% of you listen, we have 11 ratings and 3 reviews. And it's hard to tell where we rank, but shows with 100 ratings are much easier to find than shows with 11 ratings. So please, if you're enjoying the show, please rate it. For the 86% of you listening on iPhones, click on the bottom of your podcast app at Libraries. Go to the top and click Shows. Click on our show our show, and then scroll near to the bottom and you'll see the five stars. Click on the fifth one or whichever one you think is appropriate. And it's that simple. And if you wanna shout out on the show, you can leave a review. The link appears right below a review that is under the five stars. It's purple and says, write a review. I'd love to read your review at the beginning of an upcoming episode, But I will be batch recording these in the next few days in preparation for my grand adventure to England to hike the Pennine Way. So rate the podcast, consider being a hero, and leaving a review. And if you do that within the next few days, I'll read your review on the show. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on the Assistant Principal Podcast. Cheers.